0: Epic gumdrop, sweeter than solving the mystery about how those frozen plorts ended up in your living room. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. This week we're going to look at a few family-friendly recent first-person games, uh, plus talk a little bit about the recent Minecraft update. As always, if you want to learn more about these games, click on the show notes for the episode or hit us over at BreakingDads.com and uh, you can give us feedback there or talk to me on Twitter at EpicGumDrop.
1: Yeah, and if you like what we're doing, please let the world know in a socially responsible way. Like in haikus. Definitely. That you
0: just leave in truck stops. More, yes, truck stops? I don't know. It seems like an unlikely place to find a haiku. We we want to delight people, Jeff. That's that's true. That's true. The world
1: needs more truck stop haikus. Not haikus about truck stops. About websites. Yes. (laughs) About games. Yeah. Yeah. So please, let us know.
0: (laughs) Oh, so today it's uh, three titles we'll look at. Mm -hmm. Two of them are newer, Slime Rancher and Kona. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Minecraft update. But the two main ones we've been playing a lot of, uh, they're very similar in that they're both first person. They're both really beautiful and they're both kind of mysterious and anxiety inducing. The main difference is that one is a cute economic game about slimes and their output and one is a story driven mystery. Let's start with the cuteness. As always. It's the cuteness. Slime Rancher. Uh, It's an absurd game that is so cute and odd that it's impossible not to like. You play the part of You guessed it, a slime rancher. Equipped with a Dyson-looking vac system, you go around sucking up these little slime creatures from the desert-like landscape. You then build a pen and hit the reverse button on your equipment and pop those creatures into the pens with a translucent force field that keeps them in. That sounds good, James, but is there some sort of blurb you could give me? No. (laughs) Yes, there is. Yes! There's always a blurb. Here's what the publisher has to say. Slime Rancher is the tale of Beatrix LeBeau, a plucky young rancher who sets out for a life a thousand light years away from Earth on the far, far range, where she tries her hand at making a living wrangling slimes. With a can-do attitude, plenty of grit, and her trusty backpack, Beatrix attempts to stake a claim, amass a fortune, and avoid the continual peril that looms from the rolling, jiggling avalanche of slimes around every corner.
1: Wow, that was amazing, James, and you got it on the first try.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I have the a-
1: first try
0: maybe the third but for
1: the listeners
0: yes the, the first try wink <laughs> <laughs> i like that That's a good blurb it captures it yeah um,
1: uh, there's definitely everything in there um from the cuteness because you you got beatrix Lebeau. i yes. mean, that's as cute a farm rancher name as ever yeah uh and then i like that there's a can-do attitude and plenty of grit you know that's missing from a lot of first-person games
0: nowadays <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> pluckiness <laughs> yes <laughs> This one, it, it all seems simple enough when you start. You gather slimes, um, then you find out, I've got to feed them. And they keep trying to escape when they get too big, but it doesn't matter. It's all about the plorts. When a slime is fed and happy, they drop a little plort. They're like gems or jewels, but really, it's just poof. It's all about how you want to view it. Take these plorts, you head over to a vending machine attached to the plort market, and takes your plorts and gives you credits. These credits are then used to build and upgrade stuff. And plort is the new term we use in our house all the time. It's just, it's constantly talked about plorts. Plorts. Yeah. It, it's just so much fun. That's uh, plort. so it's fun and educational. Yeah. They must, <laughs> I, I'd like to see their focus group for figuring out the name for this. Well, we can't call, I, you know, it's not, we can't call it waste. We can't call it like, what are we going to call this stuff? I feel like,
1: yes, there was a meeting. Uh, and then <laughs> as soon as somebody <laughs> said plort, everyone else said, yes, yes
0: done. <laughs> uh, it's bright. It's bubbly. It's, totally bonkers and completely addictive and the only thing that initially derailed our slime ranching was uh, the minecraft update which we'll get to later first you're thinking how long can this cuteness amuse me and then you become totally obsessed with gathering certain slime types certain food types getting all those plorts as the game unfolds new regions open up you get to explore the candy colored wastelands all around you and after you master ranching a few slimes you take up agriculture what better better way to ranch than to farm foods for your slimes
1: yeah, because you want to know what you're feeding your slimes so yeah. that you get the plorts. You you know the quality of the plorts. Your organic plorts. Yeah, <laughs> certified organic plorts.
0: Yeah, they don't. They, you don't get a bonus for that. Sadly, no. Or maybe in a, maybe in an update. That's an update. Yeah. As a whole, the the game is this economic thing it's all about the plorts more plorts better plorts not flooding the plort market you use the credits you earn to make big, you know better pens, bigger pens. buy upgrades like a jetpack and ultimately open up all those regions i got a question for you, james mm-hmm.
1: when uh when you started your life did you think you would ever read a paragraph that had that many I plorts did not. in it that's you know, uh, that's
0: why i got into podcasting jeff
1: that's a very important sentence i want to talk about plorts yes
0: i said to my wife and i implore
1: you i implort you, <laughs> I <implored> you.
0: <laughs> sorry so you might need they, to see a doctor. After you could
1: say that when you're feeding your slimes. You'd be like, I implore you. <laughs> and then you can deplore oh. them.
0: It comes oh my out. God.
1: <laughs> this is a gift that keeps on giving. Is.
0: That, this is it. Oh, man. If I say those jokes, my, yeah, it's just going to make the game even worse in our house. It's it, already so addictive. So,
1: on a scale of one to a billion and a half, mm.
0: how addicting is it? It's, it's about a billion and a half. It's so addicting. Like, oh, my wife found after a couple hours, she was so stressed out from the anxiety of having to, like, manage. She's just like, oh, this is making me tense. Like, man, I'm just thinking constantly. I've got to feed those things. Oh, those ones are hungry. Oh, my God, where am I going to get chickens? I need chickens. It's nighttime. I don't want to go over there. I'm going to get attacked by the zombie slimes. So it just it's so you get hooked into it and you want to build you know all that stuff and get the bonuses and open up the areas and there's a vending machine where you can uh, if you put in special stuff like it'll mm-hmm. it'll it changes every day and it'll say oh hey if you give me 18 tabby slimes and four phosphorus slimes i'll give you a mysterious pile of stuff and uh, you want that you want it one. it's a it's so i've just realized this mm-hmm. just now this is tamagotchi
1: the first person game mm-hmm like yeah it's kind of the anxiety of keeping them alive and happy exactly and dealing with their waste yeah and providing for them and trying to improve their environment exactly it's it's uh yeah i could see that and tamagotchi was a monochrome
0: lcd screen exactly and this is a beautiful this vibrant delicious. living breathing world all around you i'm actually playing the game right now <laughs> I'm, I'm not even here this is a recording
1: that, actually there is a good chance yeah that when you're at home listening to this he will be playing oh, yeah, this it's true
0: Yeah. You're just constantly trying to figure out how to make that Mm -hmm. economic engine work and not just wreck it. Yes. At the moment, it's uh, PC, Mac, Linux only. And apparently there's an update coming very soon. And the developer Monomi Park is busy hiring staff looking for a quote unquote real office. I'm guessing it's someone's basement. As of March 18th, it had sold over 200,000 copies. So it's doing super well. And it's an early access game, which means they haven't added everything, but it feels very polished. Mm -hmm. Plus, they have a good wiki roadmap for players outlining, you know, where they want to take the game. Uh, Sadly, there's no console plans as it stands now. Though I could not recommend it more; it is so much fun. Could you recommend it any more? No, can't. (laughs) No, it's not possible. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and I like that all of the whole we all sit around mm-hmm. the five-year-old the eight-year-old my wife we all actually enjoy it but probably about the same amount which is not that common it looks like it's one of those games that uh
1: has the joy of being very simple to understand but that doesn't mean it's limited in its complexity
0: no yeah and i keep realizing as soon as i unlocked more stuff i was like oh i thought i had this figured out and yeah. i was like "Oh don't know Or I was like, oh, the jetpack allows me to do this? Cool. On the
1: downside, it also
0: sounds like one of those games where you're like, oh, I'll just play this for half an hour and then two hours fast. Yeah. On Saturday, I was up till like 1230. I was like, (laughs) I just, I wanted to get deeper into it and it disappeared. My wife was passed on the couch beside me and I was still busy playing. I was like, oh my, what time is it? It was 1030 the last time you said something. Oh, you're asleep. (laughs) Oh, party was like, okay, now I can play more. (laughs) I just can't. the buttons too loud. (laughs) It is one of those kinds of games though, which is awesome. Which, do you have any other kind of games that suck you in? Yeah, I do, but they're not at all about uh, happy, shiny slime ranching. And a distinct lack of plort. A distinct lack of plort that I know of. But there's mystery. And yes. the uh, northern Canada in the winter as an unsettling game setting. Kona. come. Um, I feel like it should be whispered. Kona. There you go. Yeah, it would be good. And the yeah. crunch of um, branches below our feet and mm-hmm. the crunch of snow and our breath in the frozen air. It's it's a very very it's atmospheric vague, game. Yeah,
1: they did a really good. As I was watching you play it, they did a great job with all of the details. The sound is phenomenal. Yeah, if you've got a headphones, it's very it's immersive. Just candy. Yeah, and I, yeah, little things like uh, the fact when you when you get out of the car, you put the car in park. Yeah, right. You don't just <laughs> jump out of the car no, like no. some of the games. When you're in in the cold, you can see your breath in exactly. front of you. It's uh it's really
0: really impressive. How did you find out about this amazingly? Atmospheric game. Oh, yeah. One of our lovely listeners, uh, JP Soreau, tipped us off uh, on this early access game being developed in Quebec. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So on the west coast, we've got the Long Dark. Yes. And on the east coast, we've got, or closer to the east coast, we've got this. It's on.
1: almost like you think Canadians are obsessed about the weather. It's
0: it's <laughs> incredible. And so my first thought was I was like, oh boy, uh, this sounds a lot like the Long Dark. But mm-hmm. it's, it's and anyway, we'll get into it's not. But uh, here's how the developer Parable describes the game northern canada 1970 a strange blizzard ravages at lake step into the shoes of a detective to explore the eerie village investigate surreal events and battle the elements to survive the first installment in a series of four games kona is a chilly interactive tale you won't soon forget we are all suckers for yes. these bleak games in our house like we love the long dark uh and this game easily wiggles up to that mm-hmm One of the immediate differences is the narrative and the plot. While The Long Dark has a sense of mystery that is only magnified by its lack of narrative, Kona bursts out of the gates with narrative built in. The Long Dark makes you build some kind of imaginary narrative from the absence of people and the collapse of everything. Kona opens with story, continues with story at every point, and yet the mystery and anxiety is no less present. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I showed you that opening sequence where you get in your truck and as you're driving into the town, you're winding on these frozen roads and it has the feeling of driving in terrible weather the the narrative is being kind of given mm-hmm. to you it's interesting like it, it gives it a novel like feel yeah
1: yeah because it's a it's an omniscient narrator right or and yeah. i don't know i think so yeah uh who can get into the mind of the character and sort of um let you know what he's feeling which by extension you're feeling
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and they, they talk about it like i think in the third person too so it does mm-hmm. have that very novel feeling mm-hmm. like your life is being narrated to you, but you very much immediately feel that you're this guy. Yes. And this game only represents the first of four parts. So they estimate each part is about two to five hours of gameplay. Um, we haven't finished the first part yet, but I'm already super invested into this. I really want to see, I, like, I don't know if it's how exactly that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming you wrap something up and then move on, or I don't know if more unfolds up there. Like it's, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. Twin Peaksy kind of. Yeah, That's I true.
1: imagine it'll be like the um, Telltale games mm. where uh, each episode leads into the next and sort of invites you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, we love these kinds of games. Like, mm-hmm. they're so compelling. They're beautiful, you know, beautiful, eerie, story-driven. It's not the kind of narrative, though, that you might get from something like Minecraft Story Mode or yeah. Tim Schafer games. It, it's more brooding the environment itself as a character. And it's less about entertaining you and more about exploring this unsettling scenario and, in you know, this engaging, thematically mm-hmm. mature narrative. It's, it's gritty. It's not... uh you know explicit or there's no. nothing it's yes it couldn't be more different in so many ways yeah. and yet you know things are a little bit simplified but it doesn't feel too simple mm-hmm. so yeah you we showed you that first bit where you yeah. the game show opens at a rest stop uh just before the main area and you explore around you hop in your truck they got all that driving and yeah. whiteout like you you really feel that it sets the tone for the whole thing though that's what i love is that within minutes you're sucked into the game mm-hmm. And right off the bat, you just start solving little problems, like getting electricity to work at the general store so you can get the gas pumps to work. So it's these kind of, you do this, to do yeah. this, to do this, to do this. And you gather resources, you move on to other locations you'll drive to. Throughout, you take Polaroids of peculiarities, which I won't explain at all, Yeah, uh, that you'll encounter. So very quickly, they start unfolding the weirdness and you... Mm-hmm the narrator helps you gain a sense of all these things like the locations and explaining the people Mm -hmm. that used to live there as you look at the photos on the wall and stuff and the information builds a sense of mystery but also helps you feel like you might solve this thing right um but at first it's a little hard to know like what's important or how the narrative fits together i'm still not sure how much i need to pay attention to certain details or how my photographing of things is going to play into the investigation Mm -hmm. like collecting is the evidence matter i have no idea yeah so I have a good feeling about it, but I'm not entirely sure. And one of the really intriguing parts is there's a kind of dream-like state, a kind of ghost world where the player gets sucked into sometimes. Uh, We've only experienced it once, but I've seen screenshots. I think it happens throughout the game. Right you're not watching a sequence play out like a little pre-recorded sequence. You actually play in this kind of dream world, like a ghost will appear and you follow the ghost and you're still actively involved in the game. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's dynamic that way. Like I, I don't like that when you, it's not just cutscenes being presented to you. You're you're
1: a participant in the story the whole time. Exactly.
0: Uh, You can, if you like look at the you know, same thing and there's a, let's say you look at a photo and it triggers some narrative if you look at the photo multiple times by accident, you will get the same narrative and there's no way to not get it. Mm-hmm. And I, Although, to be fair, it would be weird if I could cut the guy off. Yes. And I mean, that also takes you out. So I don't know which I'd rather have. Mm-hmm. That's a hard decision. Mm-hmm. I think as a de- developer, like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Or it could be that you don't get the information the second time unless you choose to hit a key and get it. Right. I don't know how that, what ways... Design-wise. Yeah, I don't know either. But it is a weird design problem I find in these kinds of games. The other uh, design
1: problem you commented on that's difficult in these narrative games is you need to direct the character to certain places at certain times. And it seems like they've done a good
0: job doing that organically. I think so. Within the plot, uh, within the story. They don't put too much in front of you. No. But then they leave like empty drawers. Like you can Mm -hmm. go through like, oh, there's six drawers. And you can go through all of them and one of them will have something. Right. So it's not, I mean, that's one thing I found like with Tim Schafer games and stuff where you, you might have to do a thing, but there's only one way to get at the thing mm-hmm. or there might, you know, the, you sometimes want things you can do that don't push the plot forward. Yeah. But at the same time, it makes you realize that you need to continue to do these mm-hmm. things so that there eventually you'll, I don't know, it's just a looser way of, yeah. it's not prescriptive. Like it doesn't make you go in this sequence. You yeah. feel like you're in a cog in this machine. Yeah. You feel like you, you've have some autonomy in the world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're still kind of doing the exact same sequence of things. It's a weird... Yeah. It kind of tricks you as a player, but that, mm-hmm. that's good anyway. I think so. Yeah, that's hard design stuff. It I don't is. Know. I, <laughs> it's, it, it, but it, the
1: upside is they've got the atmosphere. They've nailed the atmosphere in this mm-hmm. game. And that helps, even when you're doing repetitive things, keep you engaged.
0: Yeah. I, the, the, another weird one is um, like when they need to demark uh, an out-of-bounds area. Yeah. They use this kind of translucent hazard wall that's like a shimmering thing. And if you look at it the right angle or get too close, you'll notice it and you can't right. go past that point. And it throws you off a bit, but then I was like, that's actually not a bad solution to a weird game mm-hmm. problem where it w- like the long dark has the physical landscape keeps you hedged in. There's a giant cliff. yeah, And we we spent like a whole episode of our let's play once in that just trying to find the edges of this game kind of, mm-hmm. like what what is the edge? Oh, you fall if you die down there. This one literally just put a d mark in you can see past it, but you can't go there right and I don't know if that unlocks or what mm-hmm. the thing is with that wasn't well, too bad again, a little weird, but not you quickly go okay and then you yeah. turn around and go do something else yeah like any game you got to learn the rules of the game yeah within the game. <laughs> Is that the whole, that idea of immersion versus um, playability, how to balance all of those things is a, when mm-hmm. they do it really well, like this one does it quite well. That's what makes, I think the story stuff so impressive when they pull yeah. it off and you go, okay, that was satisfying or that didn't throw me out of it too much. Yeah. Now
1: you talked about doing Let's Play for The Long Dark. What about this game? Is this a game that you can uh, play with your family? It,
0: it's yeah i contacted the developer right away and i was like yeah is this kid friendly because i'm like i i can't guess like firewatch we we totally wanted to play, out to play mm-hmm. that game firewatch and i got the sense immediately that no it's not a family game um this one they were like yep yeah, no totally i was like oh wow i did not see that coming i thought it'll have something and they were like yeah. no it's there's no violence there's no you know course language it's
1: there is a pack of cigarettes
0: at the beginning there's a pack of cigarettes it is 1970s to be fair yeah uh, but, you know, due to the uneasy feeling of the game and I should add it, it's never scary. My family uh, watched me play it. So mm-hmm. my my son's like, you play. And he knew there was wolves and he, he saw the wolves and had a flashback from the long dark and was like, ah, are the wolves going to attack? I'm like, no, no, the wolves are wolves. Don't like people. Yeah. But they all really enjoyed it. Like it was mm-hmm. sucked us all in as we're sitting there. Uh, the music, the graphics, the story. I think they were sucked into Kona as much as I was. It immediately gives you the tone and it consistently compels you with all of that. So I, I'm really excited to see this game succeed. Yeah. I, I, I hope to see what the other parts look like. It's, it's been... If it's they
1: execute the atmosphere as well as they did in the first part, I think, I think they're on their way to success. The next one we had is uh, nothing nothing like that. This is a plucky up-and-comer that maybe one day will earn success.
0: Tiny title. Early access. Yes. Very early access. And nobody's ever Let's play this one, which is interesting.
1: Yes. Very interesting. I've Googled. I can't find it at all.
0: Just when we thought we were out, they pulled us back in. (laughs) Well, we'd gotten back into Minecraft a while ago uh, after a little household hiatus. We all, we just burned out. We all burned out on it. Yeah. Uh, we put on our armor and picked up her enchanted diamond pickaxes just in time for the Minecraft 1.9 update at the end of February. And it's pretty terrific. Yeah. It's, uh, known as the combat update. See, this is the thing. Your, your family, um burned out of it Mm. and was out of her a little while
1: whereas my family was very much in the thick of it uh, when this came so they lost their minds so it was like uh yeah it was like they everything got turned up to 11 for them like it was like no it was as awesome it could ever be no my goodness here's some extra awesomeness for you oh um yeah so uh what what did this update give us just a couple of things
0: Uh, yeah well a lot of it's kind of all squished together in in many ways um if you're not a Minecraft obsessive, it might not be a big deal, but I'll, yeah, I'll go through a list of some of the mm. things they gave in the update. The added shields attacking now has a cooldown delay, making it more important to time your attacks. You can now hold items in both hands and uh, you swap with the F key. It's pretty cool. Uh, swords have a special sweep attack. Axes have a special crushing blow attack. They expanded the end. Uh, they added the uh, elytra, basically wings. You can fly. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. That is probably, I think the coolest update into the whole thing in many ways, um, they added a new mob found in the end cities, they added plants, blocks, basically a bunch of stuff in the end. Yeah. Uh, the ender dragon can be resummoned. They added beetroot and beetroot soup from Minecraft pocket edition. I forgot about that, that yeah. it was only in pocket edition added, which gra- is nice for you vegan players. <laughs> exactly. We've got another option on the menu. Added the grass path block, added igloos, uh, armor protection values have been lowered added tipped arrows. So you have 14 different types using the potions and they have about one eighth of a regular potion effect. They added spectral arrows, which glow up and uh, light up the block they hit for a little while. I think you just use your whatever glowstone or something Mm -hmm. on those added the frostwalker enchantment turns your boots, uh, your boots turn water to ice when you walk on it, which is a very cool effect. It's a cool effect. Yeah. Yeah. Creates frosted ice blocks, added a whole bunch of new sound effects, added sound effects, subtle subtleties, subtitles, sorry. Subtitles. Yeah. But Uh, they were subtle. Yeah. They were subtle. Uh, brewing stand now requires blaze powder to activate and added skeleton riders. Uh, I believe that involves in lightning and horses. I was trying to read it. I hadn't yeah. seen it and I was like, what is it? I think if lightning hits near a horse and you see it, there's a chance it can create a skeleton rider. Right. I believe. Sure. Yeah. And they removed Herobrine. They do every every update. That's a joke thing. Uh, they put on every update. Of course. Because yeah. Herobrine is not real. I, it's insane that kids really, my wife remembers like at her school, the kids were all always talking about that and it's like, Oh my gosh, really? Guys, go check the internet,
1: kids. (laughs) Do you really want to tell kids to go check the internet?
0: (laughs) Maybe choose your words there. Yeah. Yeah. I wish children would just believe them. I don't know if they're spurring it on or if it's... (sighs) Anyway, a lot of players worried about how Minecraft would change in the hands of Microsoft. And i so far, so good. I mm-hmm. mean, they've done a lot to improve the Pocket Edition. Uh, they brought it more in line with the uh, original version. Yeah. So how do these 1.9 updates change the game? And what we found essentially was that combat, which was already a part of the game, is yeah. is way more sophisticated. So. Mm-hmm. If, if you played the Hunger Games or any of the PvP games that people do with this, that's a pretty huge change. If you're yeah, from-
1: and I will say, uh, watching the Let's Play videos as my children watch a billion Let's yeah. Play videos <laughs> on it, I always found combat super silly before, where they just charge at each other yeah. and they they're clicking their mouse as quickly as they can. Exactly.
0: There was no uh, strategy to it.
1: Yeah, now it's nice that there's a little bit that a more skillful player
0: yeah can win potentially the back and forth and the way yeah. you deal with the cooldown of having to recharge your energy to yeah. attack again. Yeah, it's, it'll be more, uh, and then with shields too, with the ability to yeah block. So it makes you strategize your. Mm-hmm. It was skeletons we found that that was it changed all the way we played. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, now. Because, man, you just get wiped out so fast. Mm -hmm. Nighttime is different. Everything is different. Now with shields in both hands, you have to really think it out. And you're like, okay, I can't just go berserker and Mm -hmm. run into a skeleton. I'm going to have to plan my attack a little bit more. So, yeah, it's a nice... it's a nice addition I think that you got like offensive and defensive gears now basically. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the big one I think. It just it changed the feeling of the thing mm-hmm. even for like vanilla players like us. So, yeah, I don't know, your your kids have loved it then?
1: Uh yeah, no, it's been uh it, there was a bit of trouble installing it at first mm. and then my wife had to do some google foo and some figure it magic. out. Yeah, and now now my kid is in bliss yeah. like i don't know i honestly i wish there was anything in life i could do to make them as happy as playing this game right. does i'm just going to have to live with the fact that like if there was a fire in the house and they, they had to choose between waking me up and saving the computer they'd be like ah eh he had a good
0: run i think they would just play through the fire yeah (laughs) what fire uh, someone will will put that out yeah oh yeah i think it's the same i said we were we had just started back into it when this popped out and Mm -hmm. so it took we were like okay no it's nice let's get back in it was good and there's like oh my goodness this is the best timing ever so it it definitely revitalized Mm -hmm. their interest i think my wife was uh who deals with minecraft and education was like oh more yeah. stuff I got to deal with. Now yeah. with Stop changing the game. I just get my head around it, and then you add more things. And, yep. But these these are fun ones. You think the game's gonna fade, and then it just yeah. it just doesn't. Um, like, and it's the subtle improvements like this that make it.
1: Um, it's weird because it's it's got the blocky look. It might be the most realistic game made. Yeah. Cuz they make incremental improvements to things that make it more logical or at least child logical. Exactly, yeah. Um and that's that's I think one of the keys to success. Kids really enjoy the the a plus b equals c logic of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, and then the fact they can affect an entire world and Oh, exactly. Yeah
0: yeah and they as the young ones you know grew up watching their siblings play and fighting for mm-hmm. the controllers i think you're just going to continually have more generations of kids it's like pokemon like you yeah think, it's never
1: really gone away when's
0: that going away yeah. oh it didn't and it hasn't and it won't yeah. And it'll be celebrating it'll spike up and then it'll fall down to it's yeah. n- still way bigger and they'll that. add some crazy updates mm-hmm. and, and then we'll be dealing with the minecraft 25th anniversary soon like now, you know, will it be on
1: the 23rd anniversary of Minecraft or the
0: oh, 41st anniversary oh, of Minecraft? If we, yeah, by Lego years, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but those are keeping us busy. Those three mm-hmm. titles, I would, yeah. If you haven't checked out the new Minecraft update, might be cause to get you back into it if you need that in your life again, which yeah. you pro- probably don't. If like, you don't need in your I life again. Finally, just got it out of my life.
1: Tell them that Microsoft canceled Minecraft, yeah, exactly. But here's Slime Rancher,
0: <laughs> have fun, yeah. So if you've got any comments or anything about this episode, let us know over at the website or you can find me on Twitter at Epic Gumdrop. Until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff.